Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas. Hello, nerds and nerdettes. Junior ambassadors, boys and girls of all ages. We're nerds, and uh, we're pretty proud of it. You're entering the Nerd Knighted Nations podcast. Never apologize for being All things geek are up for grabs. Because unnerdy people never apologize for being assholes. Now, here's your ambassadors, Melissa Nicholson and Jared Boots. Christmas nerds and nerdettes and welcome to another very special Christmas episode of the Nerd United Nations podcast. I'm your host and ambassador for the great white north of Canada, Melissa Nicholson. And with me as always, and to make sure that this podcast is never a train wreck, Mr. Jared Boots. How are you, Jared? Oh, I'm doing good. I just got back from selling some of my old Christmas presents to this strange looking guy I saw outside. (laughs) Oh, yeah? (laughs) <laughs> it gave me 500 bucks oh wow <laughs> I, could, I could send my cats to space camp now <laughs> wow that's awesome <laughs> you know, speaking of strange men oh <laughs> uh oh <laughs> <laughs> I think we have woodwork now <laughs> <laughs> well I think I brought along one of the strangest but coolest guys I know and that'd be the one the only thank god uh, guy milks guy welcome back I, I i it's it's good to be back and i wouldn't say the only i have three sons that's yeah, true so we got guys and guys in training <laughs> I, I i i have i have i have guy in my sequels <laughs> <laughs> and anybody anybody that that follows me on any kind of social media or knows me in real life know that my boys are a lot like their dad. <laughs> oh, thousand percent. No DNA test needed there. <laughs> nope. Nope. Not those at all. Apples, those apples did not fall far from that tree. Uh, nope. Not at all. <laughs> well, guy, you ready to talk some Fat Man tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready. To, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to talk Fat Man. All right, cool. Well, some quick facts about Fat Man before while we are in it. Uh, Fat Man was written and directed by Ian and Isham Nelms. I hope I said that right. Isham Nelms? Yeah. Uh, it had a limited theater release starting November 13th of 2020. Went to digital download November 17th. And it went to VOD November 24th. Uh, the film stars uh, Mel Gibson, the one and only, as Chris Kringle. Walton Goggins as the skinny man, a.k.a. Jonathan Miller. Marion Jean-Baptiste as Ruth Kringle. Chance Hertzfeld as Billy. And if you're not familiar with this film, which uh, shame on you if you're not. A rowdy, unorthodox Santa Claus is fighting to save his declining business. Meanwhile, Billy, a neglected and precocious 12-year-old, hires a hitman to kill Santa after receiving a lump of coal in his stocking. That's it. It's putting it very lightly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much. 
Well, I had a bunch of questions written down for this. I have one just for Guy. Okay. Because I I learned about this film from Guy, and then I passed this this nugget on to Melissa. So, Guy, how did you first hear about this film? Um, I, you know, it's it's one of those things that I I saw. I, I saw snippets of it here and there. All, all I heard was Mel Gibson as Santa Claus in an action movie called Fat Man. And I'm like, I, I like Mel Gibson. Uh, Lethal Weapon is my second favorite franchise of all time. Mad Max is my favorite franchise of all time. I'm a, I'm a Mel Gibson fan. I'm like, um, all right, I'll go see it. And uh, I ended up finding it on the seven seas because it wasn't readily available anywhere else at the time. And it was a limited release, like you said. So, um, I was able to find it on the seven seas and, uh, yeah, I love this movie. I think this movie is an absolute blast. Yeah. You were just singing the praises of it all over Facebook right around the time it came out. It came out just in time for cheer too. So, but I don't do a cheer so, <laughs> I I I I do I do I I I will do you know the the Rankin and Bass and I will do um um uh, Die Hard and Gremlins and stuff like that but I I don't I don't do them every year there are a couple that I do I do every year I will do Lethal Weapon every year um I will do uh, uh a Christmas Story every year. And then this one and um, oh crap, you better watch out. Have been added to ones that I will do every year. Um, but in in a maybe in Charlie Brown gets more often than not gets watched. But yeah, I don't do I don't do a cheerathon. I, Christmas movies are I don't know. You got to be in a mood, and you're not always in the mood at Christmas time to watch Christmas movies. <laughs> if that makes any sense. So yep. if you've noticed the theme of my Christmas movies, most of them are very much non-traditional you know like like i said with lethal weapon and better watch out and and this one you know so you better watch out i haven't gotten around to yet but i i i think i have it on my list on shutter to check out finally yeah it's it's on one of the streaming services i can't remember what i i almost watched it last night after watching this but i was like no no i'm gonna save that one for a little bit later i loved i loved that one i think that was a blast oh and, and, and and Anna and the Apocalypse, that one, that one's that one gets added every year if, if I can find it on a streaming service because I don't own it. Um, yeah, that's a zombie musical Christmas Christmas movie. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> that's color me intrigued. <laughs> oh, it's, it is a blast. Me and my boys absolutely love that way. Really good music. Uh, I mean, it's zombies, so zombies are always fun. And hmm. you know, it's it's yeah, it's it's. And it's it's set at Christmas, so yeah, I highly recommend that one. Have to check nice. that out. Well, uh, I found Fat Man through you just singing the praises of it all over Facebook when it came out. When after you saw it, so uh, I have to thank you for that because I fucking love this film. I ended up getting it on Redbox. I want to say like a couple days after Christmas, and I watched. It just made my top ten for 2020 watching it last year yeah it's a, it's a, it's a it's a great movie because it takes it takes the traditional story of santa claus twists it a little bit but not too i mean it it, it still falls into the same kind of you know tradition it's just a little twisted and 
And it's just, it's just, it's just really, it's just really fun. It just, it just really is. Yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a huge action movie guy, and I just fucking fell in love with it. Like I couldn't wait to watch it again. I think I, not long after I rented it from Redbox, I went out and bought it on Blu-ray like instantly. Nice. It's on the shelf, like need it. Nice. I, I, well, I think it has some things to say about Christmas itself, and the, you know, because. Uh, Two of the characters are always like are, are obviously very needy and very uh, uh, greedy about things, you know. And 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 Chris Kringle himself, Santa himself, has has lost the spirit of Christmas, and Christmas isn't what it used to be. And um, I don't know. I just I just I, I I like that it's a redemption story for Santa, and and it's kind of a revenge story. I mean, it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a, it's a twisted tale of Christmas, but man, it's a it's it's one of the freshest ones I've seen in a long time, and I I uh, there's a reason why I keep singing the praises for it. <laughs> yeah, so I took those praises and I passed it along to Melissa, and I think she quite enjoyed it too. Otherwise, I don't think she'd be here right now. <laughs> no, I I absolutely loved it. Yeah, you you had excitedly shared it with me, like you got to see this movie, and and so I I looked it up, and like it's an action movie. And with Santa, and, you know, I do enjoy Mel Gibson in films, so I'm like, okay, shut up, take my money, I'm going to freaking find this movie and watch it. And I really enjoyed it. I I loved how, you know, it wasn't, it's definitely not your your traditional Christmas film, and I love just, you know, how, you know, in so many Christmas movies, it's always the perfect-looking Santa, you know, the, the... pure white yeah. beard, the red coat, you know, just that usual thing. But this is like rugged Santa. <laughs> as rugged as you can get. And I just, I love that. It's raw, it's real, it's, you know, you you have him sort of a little bit at a, at a kind of a low point because, you know, it's very much that redemption story of him sort of being, you know, at that low point with everything and, and then coming up from it. And it's just, it's a unique story and it's just so much fun well and i and i like the fact that you know it's not fat santa but it's definitely pudgy santa because mel gibson was definitely uh let himself go a little bit because there's a couple of scenes without a shirt that he, his his body resembles mine and i'm like oh look at i look like mel gibson right now <laughs> um, um because a couple years later he got himself well actually it was a couple years before I don't know whenever Bloodfather come out if you ever see, if you haven't seen Bloodfather with Mel Gibson oh my goodness that's an amazing movie and Mel is jacked <laughs> <laughs> freaking jacked so anyways yeah um, I I like it's it's not fat Santa but it's pudgy Santa you know and he, he's got the beard it's just not it's just you know, salt and pepper, but more, a little more salt than pepper. You know, I, I, uh, um, yeah, I, 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 I just really like the twist. I, I love, uh, I love, uh, Marianne Jean Baptiste as his wife because I love her anyway. She's an amazing actress. She's an actress that does not get enough due for the, how good she is because she's been in a lot of stuff, but she, you know, she, she just doesn't, she never broke it really, really big. Um, but I've always loved her and she is great as his wife and the chemistry between them when he's trying to get her in the sack a couple times. I just, I just love, 
so much fun. I love I love the relationship so much. Like she's got him wrapped around her finger, and like I think he he totally knows it too. Like, <laughs> but I love that scene where it's like, oh, I'm you know I'm feeling inspired and how you know inspired to go take a shower and well and she like gets the, the rolling pin like no go. <laughs> I love that. Well, the little scene between them when they're talking about um, when when Santa's upset about having to take the take the the contract with the with the military, and yeah. he's upset and he's mad and he walks out and he turns around, opens up the door, and thanks for the cigars. I, it's just the little things like that. <laughs> They've got a really good chemistry between the two. That's just this is really uh, really well. I I I think this movie's done. It's just it's really good. Or just even that when he's like trying to sneak cookies off the plate when she's giving him to other people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> always, always sneaking cookies. Yeah. Um, I love the elves. I love the elves. Um, I love the, I love the line with, uh, with seven and he's like seven and he, uh, we don't, we don't reuse numbers. And I just, that's just such a solid line. It just hits you like, Oh, we've been at this a long time. Oh, seven. I'm seven. I, I that's just, it's just a lot of little touches to it that you're just like, oh yeah, they really, they really, they really uh, went deep on the mythology for this, and I, I, I enjoy them for that. Well, so while we're starting to get knee deep here in the film, uh, guy, what are your initial thoughts on the film? I, 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 I loved it. I, I, I honestly did. I absolutely loved it. I, I loved the, from beginning to end. I just absolutely. I, um, the shitheaded kid, which I mean, I mean, honestly, I, the kid should have got worse than he did at the end. Yeah. He, he got scared the shit out of by Santa, but he should have got worse. Um, I just, and Walter Goggins is always good. Um, and I just, I just, I just loved it. I loved how they took the mythology, twisted it and they didn't just surface level twist it. They, they went deep. They, like I said, with, like, with the, the elves are all numbered. You know, um, and and they're happy with that, and how they find that they're they're when they with their dietary needs, how they figure well this is the best way to do it, and we take a nap every we take a twenty minute nap every eight so hours. often, yeah, every yeah. eight hours, and I just I I they they really they didn't just surface level the mythology, they they went deep with it, and I I I really enjoy them for that. Nice, uh, Melissa, what are your initial thoughts? Yeah, I I really um yeah I really enjoyed that. Like I enjoyed that they still had that um the, like Guy said like the, sort of the mythology like with the elves and everything and you know little details about them just eating basically you know like the the simple carbs and sugars and and <laughs> you know that they're 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 okay with that and they're they don't see that as anything weird and. You know, even down to the the little bells on their shoes, and I found it kind of heartbreaking when it gets cut off. You know, when they're like, "Oh, it's when the military comes in and they're setting up, and oh, it'll, you know, um, the, the metal detector will go off, so they have to cut off the bells on their shoes." And it's just, it, it just takes away that little bit of joy. Like it just, oh, that's kind of heartbreaking. But they they, you know, they take it so well, and even when you know he's um you know telling them about the change and what's happening they're like okay you know we'll 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 do this and you know and i I really love that that they just okay this is what we'll do and you know we'll we'll do it and 
so there I, I love that that there's still that you know mythology there even though it's you know still not really you know um a traditional christmas film but it's you know there's the, the christmas elements in there yeah and yeah. uh yeah like it's you you have the christmas elements but it's not a full-blown christmas film and i and i love how just refreshing it was to have a a genuinely unique film of you know still sort of you know not really unique in the sense of it being a redemption story but still unique in the sense of how you know santa's in there and and looking at him and um you know the choices you needed to make and the kind of how the story twists a little bit and yeah and and yeah i really enjoyed that it's just a I found it a very refreshing watch in in that sense. Um, you know, I I love my Christmas movies. I you know I have my good collection of them that I watch every year. But um, you know, it's nice to watch something different from the other ones. So yeah, um, watching it um, a second time, I loved it even more. I I just you know I I really loved it the first time, but watching it a second time, just love it. It is just really, really good. I don't think I really have anything to add to what you guys said. Copy and paste. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think what I really love it the most, both of you, every time I've seen it, what I love about it the most is how straight it's played. Because you look at the, you like describe this plot or read the script on paper, it doesn't look sound like something that should work. But it, the way how everybody plays it so straight, I think makes it work so fucking well. For sure. I think I think if it was done, you know, in sort of a an over the top way to the point of maybe borderline ridiculous, then it wouldn't work. But like you said, it plays so straight and it, it's just well done. Yeah, they, they do. They play. I mean, there's 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 your typical Mel Gibson humor in there and Walter Goggins humor in there. It's in there, but it's not over the top. It's not played. The movie's not played for laughs. The movie's the movie's played like you said straight. I I I think if they would have went over the top, I mean it could have worked, but I don't know. I I I might I much prefer what we got. Mm-hmm. We'll put a pin in that because we'll be coming back to that later, actually. So, um, the guy, what about some of your favorite scenes? I know we started talking about a few scenes already, but do you have any favorite scenes in particular you want to talk about? Well, I, I I I like like I said I talked about the one where we talked about uh, where he thanked her for the cigars. Love that. Um, I love I love the scene where they were talking about the numbers of elves, and he says seven. He says, "Yeah, we don't use reuse numbers. That would be unethical." Um, the 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 scene between Santa and the elf when he's when he's talking about how he how he he like this is a one time deal. We don't and the, the elf was completely understanding. He's like you know. We had to do it had to be done it is what it is you know what i mean the loyalty between <clears throat> the loyalty that elves have to santa and ruth and then the loyalty that santa and ruth returned is very palpable in this movie it's it and 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 i enjoy that because the scenes that they have is just amazing um i i i, I love the scenes when uh santa ran into somebody and he called him by name and he could tell him you know, uh, like the like the the, the one uh, CIA uh, was a little hit and miss 
for you for a couple of years now, wasn't it? You know, yeah. <laughs> or when he convinces that other guy at the bar, like uh, talking about his wife, and he was, uh, I've known from the bartender since she was a little, little girl, and uh, but she's a great person. I love her, but she doesn't have the best taste of men. And if you drive right now in three hours, you, you could be home to your wife. You know, I, I love that he just looked at someone, he knows her backstory, he knows exactly who they are. I, I I think that's fantastic. I think that's a ni- another nice little touch. It, it played really well in the Santa mythos there. Yes, yes, very much so. Uh, Melissa, any thought? Any uh, favorite scenes of yourself? Oh my goodness, I've I've got so many favorite moments. Um, let me guess. Let me guess. Was it was it Walter Goggins holding the Tim Hortons cup? <laughs> 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 oh my god <laughs> no <laughs> uh, all I've he needed to say was it doesn't impress me <laughs> <laughs> no no but if you would have said a boot then it would have been a whole other story oh, <laughs> 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 and then be like nope nope that's my favorite scene hands down he's got the horns <laughs> cup he says a boot I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't <laughs> do I do I need to say sorry? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so anyway (laughs) no the tim hortons cup is not one of my favorite scenes i'll tell you that much (laughs) Um, (laughs) one of my my favorite scenes that I, i really love is when he's looking at the the set of files and he opens up the each folder and and inside is a picture of a kid, you know, with a fire truck and he's playing with a fire truck. And then there's, you know, the, the next picture beside it is an adult of a obviously a grown up and as a fireman. And and then I love like there's the other one where a kid gets a kitchen set and he becomes a chef. Like it's it's almost a, a gentle reminder that, you know, this is why he does what he does. You know, he, he gifts the, it's not just so much about, you know, giving gifts, but it's, you know, influencing a child, in a, you know, in a way that, hey, you know, you give them this and it inspires them to, you know, pursue something. And, you know, they got the cooking set, they pursued being a chef and they, you know, or they became a fireman. Like, that's really cool. That kind of, that simple thing became a big thing. And I think it's just, like I said, like a gentle reminder that this is why he, you know, he kind of does what he does. Um, so I really, really love that. Uh, I also love when um, Hitman, he's going through the, the clothes and the jackets and stuff in the in the little shop. And he's, one of the things he says is um, he sees a jacket and too many sticks. I'm not a fucking tree. <laughs> 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 um, hey, I hate green. 
or it's green is ugly. I hate tan. <laughs> yeah, I hate green and uh, whatever. This makes me look fat. And <laughs> this kind of goes on and on, and he's as he's going through this stuff. <laughs> um, and I also love. It's not really. It's not a scene, but I love one of the little details. Um, on the the hitman's phone is little shit when the kid calls him. Right. I, <laughs> I fucking love that. I don't think I noticed that the first time. So like second time viewing, I noticed. I'm like, oh, oh my god, I freaking love that. that. That conversation between Goggins and the little shit, where he's like, I want his head. I'm not trying. I'm not. I'm not cutting off a guy's head. I'm not traveling across state line. That's much parallel. Well, then I want his beard. I'm not shaving a dead guy's beard. <laughs> I I just, that, that whole conversation had me rolling because I thought it was hilarious, you know, in its dark tones. Yes, it's very dark tones, but it's so funny. Yeah, he's, he's trying to trying to negotiate him, right? Like, okay, well, you can't get this, but can you get me this? Or, that, you know, like he's not. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, funny, funny. I'm going across two international borders and all these state lines. <laughs> The size of the cooler and the ice and all that stuff. I'm not doing that. Yeah, several stops. No, we're not doing that. And one one other um one last scene that I do like is when um Sammy, he's in the in his truck and he's got his his music on and his cookies and he's just like, Yeah, I'm I'm in a good mood. Like I'm good to go. Like I just I love that so much. So, yeah, those are my, my favorite moments. And none of them involve a Tim Hortons cup. <laughs> or a boot. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Santa was wearing boots. <laughs> <laughs> I know one scene he wasn't wearing boots in. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jared, what are what are your favorite scenes or moments? Uh, I like one of the scenes that you guys mentioned a lot of good ones. I like the one where Walton Goggins is dropping the little girl off back at her house. (laughs) He's carrying out this very, very dark conversation with her, but he's not, I I don't feel that he's unsympathetic to what, what the, what the little shit had him do, you know, what Billy had him do. I, I think he, because he doesn't, he obviously doesn't like the kid. He just likes the money that he gets. Um, so you know, and he's having this conversation with her. But in it, you know, I'll kill your mom. I'll kill your dad. You got a dog? Yeah. What's the dog's name? <laughs> you know. And then he's like, I just, I don't know. It's, 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 it's both comical and dark. But you obviously see that the hitman maybe has a little bit of a conscious, a little bit of a heart. I don't know. Well, I do like how he ends it with Merry Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your phone. She gets out the car. Oh, by the way, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've loved Walton Goggins for a long time. I think I want to say probably the first thing I saw him in was probably Major League Three. Okay. Yeah, either that or House of Thousand Corpses. Loved him in both of those, actually. But he's one of those guys I just enjoy him whenever I see him on screen, and him being in this film is just absolutely perfect. He's one of those guys that never half ass it. 
he he always he always puts even if it's a crappy movie he's still at, at least he's enjoyable to watch. Um, Ant Man and the Wasp. I can't stand that movie. One of the worst movies of that year. Well, definitely one of the worst. And uh, um, but he was it, when he was on screen, it, it was fun enough. His his character was pointless, but he was fun enough. I did love a lot of stuff with Chris and Ruth too. Uh, I love the emotion in uh, Gibson's eyes when he has to give that speech to the elves too about how why they have to take the contract with the military and everything. And it goes yeah. back to what you're saying, how he, that respect level between him and the elves, yeah. and then the elves and him. He respects enough to tell him this is what's going on, this is what we have to do. Doesn't talk down to them. He treats them like they're equals essentially, or partnership. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's really it's a. Uh... Yeah, yeah, he's 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 uh he's obviously got tears in his eyes. He's very upset. He's very bothered. You know, Ruth comes up behind him, puts her hand on his shoulder. I mean, just great, great stuff. Great, great uh, attention to details like that, which which just enhance the 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 movie. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, what makes this film uh most enjoyable f- for you, guy? Mel Gibson. <laughs> I, I I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm a Mel Gibson fan. I like Mel Gibson. I've been I've been a fan of his forever. I like Mel Gibson. Um him playing Santa just intrigues me. Um I like that there's a heart to this to the movie. I I I like that it's a redemption story. I I don't know. I just it just it just yeah, I, I it, it's Mel because Mel's the reason I watched it. I would if it would have been somebody else playing it, I probably would have watched it eventually. But with it being Mel, I I watched it as soon as I possibly could. And also about yourself, what makes it enjoyable for you? I mean, just every <laughs> everything. I mean, um, you know, I I love Mel Gibson as as Santa. I think um, he's probably like the best Santa. <laughs> ever (laughs) i love how like he's he's got he's got a heart for sure like you you know he does but then he also has that like layer of badassery you know like he just you know that that badassery and also a little bit um a little bit curmudgeonly but you know you still love him anyway like he's just he's a great he, he plays that character so well um and I was definitely intrigued by that when I when I looked it up. I was like, okay, okay, I'm down with that. Um, but I just love, um, you know, I, I like the story that it's just, it's it's got a darkness to it. It's got heart. It's it's got your your very raw and real emotions to it. Like it's just, you know, you really feel for them and what they're going through, and you definitely you know, you, you definitely connect with them and, and, um, you know, feel what they're going through as you're, you know, going through the movie. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just good all around. It's got your, your, you know, he, good humor where, where, you know, good lines of humor where, where it's, um, appropriate. Yeah. It's just, it's just a really good, well-structured film. And, and I, it just intrigued me that it was just like, okay, kid, you know, hires a hitman to kill Santa. I was like, okay, I'm I'm intrigued by that line. So, and and like I love action films, so I'm, I'm definitely a, an action film fan. So that that was another thing that that caught me into it. And um, yeah, 
Let's say you got balls, lady, to say Mel Gibson is the best Santa, or we live in a world where Kurt Russell has played Santa twice. Mel Gibson's a better Santa than Kurt Russell. <laughs> um, I, 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 I hate to admit this, but I haven't seen the Christmas Chronicles yet, and you guys all know how big of a Kurt Russell fan I am. Um, but I haven't seen that yet, but he looks like he would be a great Santa. Um, but I, I tend to like. Gibson's Santa because he's, you know, he's a grumpy asshole like me. <laughs> we need to start growing on the beard then. Yeah, I, I don't have that talent. I, I, I can look like Joe Dirt after a month. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was watching this film last night and I'm like, you know what? I would definitely cosplay as a Santa if I went to a convention just to see who would get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, to piggyback on what you guys said, I, I just love the performances in this film. That's what makes it the most enjoyable, because I just love how straight something like this can be played. It's so damn enjoyable. And n- even not being a huge action movie guy, I just find so much to enjoy about it in general. I, I'm i not the biggest Gibson like, I'm not as huge of a Gibson fan as you are, Guy, but I, I grew up with, like, the Lethal Weapon films and... I think Maverick was probably the first film I saw him in when I was a kid. Oh, and that's a fun movie. That's a great yeah. movie. I probably haven't seen it in a good 25 years, maybe, though. But, uh, so I did grow up, like, around Gibson. I did love his performance in this. I think that was probably the main thing that sold it for me was his performance as Santa. And I love how they take something that's so such a strange plot like you said a little kid hiring a hitman to kill santa claus something that shouldn't work on paper it would be silly but it's displayed so well yes it that's what really makes it work for me it's and at the same time it's very fun too there's i found myself laughing a lot of times at it for good reasons not like right wow this is so bad but I, i find myself laughing because i was entertained by it um was there anything in the santa mythos they portrayed in the film that came off as hokey or did it all work for you guy it all worked for me it all worked for me uh because they changed they changed the location from the north pole to north peak um north dakota was it north dakota uh alaska 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 yes i'm sorry (laughs) um um uh, I, which I I like that. I I I don't know. I I I nothing. None of it came off hokey for me at all. None of it. Yeah, I like how he even uh, when Walton's trying to find Santa Claus, he calls like I'm looking for somebody in the North Pole, like a listening in the North Pole, and the guy hangs up on him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't hang up. <laughs> he goes, you got you got it. You got a you got. You got a listing for uh, Chris Kringle. <laughs> the guy hangs up on him. Why you fucking hang up? <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the most over the top he got in the whole film too. Is when he, why did you hang up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Melissa, what about you? Did everything work for you, or did anything come off as hokey? No, um, everything everything worked for me. It. It was, I think, just because it's done, like we, we've mentioned quite a few times, like just how straight it's done. 
and it makes it just very natural and believable. Like it, it doesn't come off as as ridiculous or silly or completely over the top. Like it's it's just done in a way that you know really makes you believe that you know this is everything that's going on. Like nothing is um, weird or off or like it's just very well um, very well done there. Um, I don't, I don't have any, um, nitpicks about it or anything in that, in that way. Yeah, copy and paste what you guys said again. It's, it's all done so well. And you would think that maybe them showing the reindeer or even it was a sled would come off as a little, like how are they going to make, play this off as being straight? But it, it all works really well, uh, when he's talking to the, agents in the barn and is it Donner nips at him or Blitzen nips at him? Like, Hey, he's a biter. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's, he's, he's a little Donner. Oh, that's Donner. He's, he's a little nippy. And, you know, thank goodness it wasn't uh Blitzen cause he'd rip your package right off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they could take, they, they found a way to make the elves work here too. And I think one of my favorite things of the Santa of the mythos, they tackle, is how, like Guy mentioned earlier, how when he's in the bar, he's able to recognize people and just tell them all about themselves. Like, that's something I thought would have been that, – that that works really great, too. Like, even when uh, Goggins is coming to kill him, he knows who he is right away. Yep. So I think that – I think it all worked out well, too. But I think they're, they're, they could have – it if anything done wrong, it could have came off as bad and, like – Maybe if they would have shown him delivering the toys with the sled, that probably could have came off as. Yeah, because you never, you never, you never, you see the sled, you see the day, the the reindeer, but you never see him flying. And, and you see him leave for the night with his list yeah. and yeah. come back the next morning covered in blood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I think yeah that if if we saw him saw him do that, that probably would have been a little bit too much. It's nice that. You know, okay, you see him, he's going to go do this, he does what he needs to do, and he comes back, and, and that's it. Like, I think that that works really well. Because, yeah. I mean, you don't really need to see that. I mean, you know what he's going to go do, right? Like, it's, you know. Oh, true story. I'm kind of curious to see what happened with those kids shooting the buckshots in here and <laughs> taking them down. Right. <laughs> Uh, was there anything from the Santa mythos they left out that you would have liked to have seen? No, not Guy? really. Not, not for me. No, not really. <clears throat> what about you, Melissa? No, I don't think so. I think they 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 did really well with bringing that into the story, and I think it was enough. Um, I don't think they really... Um, really needed to be anything else more to it than what they presented. Well, if they're going for a redemption arc with Santa, I think it would have been nice to have him see like at least one good kid to help him restore his faith a little bit before Ruthie does later in the film. Well, yeah, that's, that's true. But he, he, I, 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 th- I think with Ruthie showing him those things it at it was was a perfect time for it, and I and I also because he also mentioned when obviously when he's talking to Billy at the end, and what was the girl's name, Christy? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, and he says it does anything. If she even catches a cold, I will come back on you. You know, so she's obviously a good kid. That works. Well, we've talked we've talked about this a few times already, but we talk about how number seven was explaining to General Jacobs about those Colonel Jacobs about their the elf diet regimen and their sleep routines, which after hearing that, like, hey, I must be an elf because I live off a lot of sugars and carbs and sleep 20 minutes every eight hours. Um, <laughs> do you think this was a shot at Elf or do you think it was a tribute to Elf? Because I know I that that's the first thing I thought of when I saw that scene was how Will Ferrell talks about how was it the five basic food groups or elves like candy corns and gumdrops and syrup and all this shit and how he sleeps 40 minutes a night. Do you think they were taking a shot at Elf, or do you think they're attributing Elf? I, I I I honestly can't answer that because I've seen Elf, and I it was a long time ago, and I'm not the biggest fan. I don't hate it, but it's not a movie that I ever feel the need to watch. Um, but I do I I I think it's just a I think it's just a uh pulling in what it is from yeah you know, I mean because that's basically. I think that's several movies has made it the elves eat, you know, the sugary stuff. So I, I, I think it's just, you know, and just folding the, the, uh, the, the mythos of Santa into it is what I felt. So I didn't think it was a shot. Unless you're a resident elf fan. I think, I don't think it was really a, um, a shot at it or even like a tribute. I mean, it, it very much resembles that. Like when he, when he is, you know, talking about the, you know, elves and what they eat and what they do and everything. But um, I don't know. I think it's just a part of that that mythos of Santa and elves. And this is just what, you know, elves eat and how they kind of live. So um, I, I don't really, I don't think it was really either. But it definitely reminded me of, of that. Um, for sure. I mean, it's... <laughs> But uh, but no, I don't I don't think it was really either. I think it's just this is just how elves live, right? Like they, it's your your simple carbs and sugars and very little sleep, and that's about it. <laughs> and they're they're content with that. But just hearing like you know, seeing all the you know the sugars and things, and just like oh, it just gives me tummy aches just <laughs> thinking about that. Like oh. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a sweet tooth in any stretch of the imagination. I oh I do not like any of that stuff. So it's just like oh how can you just I don't I don't know I I'm not it it makes me realize I'm definitely not an elf. I mean the lack of sleep part yeah I can I can relate but the uh, the rest no. <laughs> It just pouring that like I saw one of the elves had like a whole pie on their plate plus all the other shit with it and then washing it down with what looked like to be orange high C and just adding number seven watch just adding sugar to his high C it's like holy shit dude I felt my teeth rotting just watching that scene (laughs) yeah I almost want to make a dentist appointment like okay I need to check my teeth for cavities now. Well, they could have had a, a an elf named Herbie up there to be a dentist for them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't. I just. I, I guess I just thought that because that was the first thing my mind went to. Because I think this and Elf were the only films I've seen where they 
really talk about like what an elf would eat or how they sleep. So I guess that's probably just where my brain went to right away. Um, so we talked a little, well, we all talked a little bit how straight this film is played, but, uh, would this film have the same amount of enjoyability if it was played over the top, like specifically Walton Goggins or, uh, or, uh, chance Hertzfield, if they, they, if those two in particular played it over the top, much like say what if Walter Goggins would have Walton Goggins were to play it like Dennis Hopper and Super Mario Brothers or Jim Carrey and Batman Forever. If they were to go that level over the top, at least those two villains, would this film still have the same amount of enjoyability for you guys? It was it, They'd either have to go over top with everybody or nobody, which obviously they went with nobody. Um, it, if they went over the top with everybody, that could have probably worked. You know, maybe the satire, you know, I... I... That could have probably worked, but I I don't know. I I'm I'm extremely in. I extremely like the movie we got. I wouldn't want them to do it any other way. Yeah, Melissa, I'm, I'm in agreement with Guy. I think um, if they went over the top, it would have to be everybody. Um, because if it was just one, then it just it it just it would be very weird especially for sort of the tones of the film. Like, if you had somebody who's like that, it just, no, it, it wouldn't work. And it wouldn't, like, you know, you definitely wouldn't take that character seriously because they are, it would be so ridiculous. Um, and I, I think it would, I don't know if it would really ruin the entire film, but it would ruin, ruin just a little bit of it or just be like, okay, that I really don't like. Um so yeah, it would it would have to be either yeah everybody or nothing, and I'm really glad they they did it how they did it because I think it it works for 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 the believability and you know really making it a good story. Yeah, I think it it wouldn't be quite as enjoyable if only a handful of them, because I have to say like Walton Goggins plays it very straight, but I think if any of them. Uh, little shit. He has he he toes the line of playing straight and going over a little over the top. Like when he gets the coal on Christmas morning and he runs out in the snow and starts cursing the name, cursing Santa's name and shit. Well, that he plays it like very uh Bond villain or very mobster like in his performance. But yeah, it, I'd say if anything, he probably totes the line, but he doesn't quite get to like Jim Carrey, Tommy Lee Jones, and Batman Forever levels, but where he's just chewing scenery where, but it's played very well. But if only one of them played over the top, I don't think it has the same level of enjoyment as it does now with all of them playing it straight. That's one of the biggest issues with, with Batman with, okay, just for an example, that's one of the issues with Batman forever is because Tommy and, and Jim are over the top. Everybody else isn't, but then, but then you get to Batman forever. Everybody's over the top. So it's a, I enjoy Batman Forever. I mean, Batman, uh, Batman and Robin more. It's still a crap movie, but I enjoy it more than Forever because everybody's going for it. And then in, in Forever, it's like, oh, let's make half two of the characters go over the top and be ridiculous, and then let's let the, everybody else just play it straight, you know? So yeah, it, it's one of those things where either everybody does or nobody does. Because when it, yeah, 
Yeah, because like when it's when it's one character or like you know the one from like two, it all it makes it awkward because it's like, well, what what exactly yeah. are you trying to do here? Like, are you trying to have things go over the top or what? Like, yeah, what what the, what the fuck is going on here right now when you have two ridiculous characters and then people who are trying to you know play it straight and sort of take it on a level of sort of seriousness, it just, yeah, it, that, it, it doesn't mesh together very well. So, yeah, it definitely has to be all or nothing, you know, yep. <laughs> for, for that to work, anyway. Yep, I agree. It seems like the Nelms brothers set up what they want. They did a great job of setting up what they wanted to go for, and every actor knew what they were doing. Yep. They knew well, what their yes. assignment was. Yep. 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 And they, they definitely understood the assignment, for sure. Uh, so we kind of touched on this briefly a little bit. But between the show-off between Goggins and Gibson at the end, did any of you, for a second, the first time seeing this film, did, you, did any of you guys believe that they were really were going to kill Santa off in this film when he got shot in the, shot in the face? I figured something. I didn't think they were going to kill off Santa. I, I, I'm like, I know this is a darker movie. It's not going to be that dark because it is a redemption story and mm-hmm. it is, you know, and, and it is a movie that even though it ends up with Santa threatening the little kid, it's still a movie that ends up on hope because Santa has found his spark. Uh, so I knew I knew they weren't going to kill him. I knew there were I didn't know how they I don't know if they were going to you know pull some, you know, magical snowflake on his face that makes him feel come back alive or something. I didn't know what they did, were going to do. And they never really say. Um, but it makes it seem like, um, uh, you know, cause giving gifts is what keeps Santa so young. Cause obviously he's been doing this for a long time. It's not, it's not just, I mean, if elves lives as long as they do and they're on number seven, you know, and Santa's still around, I mean, he's obviously, there's obviously, and he's been shot before. I mean, you see the scars all over his body when he's, when he's, uh, when he's getting out of the bed. Um, so I, uh. So, yeah, I, I didn't think they were actually going to kill Santa off, no. Well, Melissa, what about you? I I sort of had that, like, a br- very brief moment of, like, really? They're going to kill him off? But then it was like, no, I don't think so. Like, they, I don't think they would do that because it just, it, it is so much, so much of the film is a redemption. And I just, it, it wouldn't make sense to kill him, you know, to kill him off like that. Like, it just... No, it wouldn't. But I was sort of like Guy. I was wondering how they were gonna like sort of bring him back. Essentially, you know, I was wondering how they were gonna do that. Like, but obviously they didn't show it, and I think that's fine. Like, I don't think he really, you know, it, I don't think it was really something that you needed to see. Well, well, the thing, um, I just Ruth, Ruth got shot in the back too. I mean, she, she, got, she got hit, and she was the one walking around. So obviously there's there's magic there, but they never feel the need to explain it, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. I think that, if they explain sort of that, that magic, I think it might have gone a little bit over the top. I think but, it would have lost... I think we yeah. lost some of the magic if they if they explained the magic. <laughs> yeah, I could... Yeah, I could agree on that, for sure. I think it's just... Ma- magic doesn't need to be explained. Nope. It, it ruins it if it is. It's almost like if you don't get a joke and the person explains it, it's just it's still not funny. 
So yeah. magic doesn't need to be explained because then it, you know, if it is, it ruins it. So I'm glad that they just kind of, okay, this is what happened. And then they've, you know, moved on from it and things are fine. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I like that. But I, I didn't think they'd, they'd be killing them. I, I didn't think so. Um, but, you know, I love how how he, you know, finds the kid and, you know, the, the, I just love his his talking to him. Like, yes, freaking tell this kid <laughs> what's up. And, you know, I, I love his line of, you know, the fat man's got his eye on you, kid. Like, yeah. you don't want to mess with with him you know like no you you step one little baby toe out of line you are done like i fucking love that so much it's just like this kid needs that and he's bringing it (laughs) so yeah I think the first words out of my mouth when I saw the, this film for the first time was "Holy shit!" and and particularly when they he showed mm-hmm. the the blade go through uh, Santa's chest. Yeah. Like holy shit, we're really gonna do this, are we? And so I, I find myself a little like, oh come on, when Santa uh, appears, Santa's love like holy shit, like oh come on, really? <laughs> but. Like you guys, I'm really okay with them not explaining it either. And that's an actually another question I sort of had was, uh, it's uh, I think I know you guys' answer. Are you guys okay with how Chris's powers aren't necessarily explained? Because I think they do like a good, good job, like when he's on the phone trying to wrangle up some other business, how he's using those uh, hand grabbers, <laughs> and just going through me, ends up busting them and shit. So, <laughs> wait, 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 and here's the thing, we know that. Chris Kringle's magic. I mean, we've been we've been told that for since we were little kids. Chris Kringle's the magic. Chris Kringle's lives forever. You know, why explain it? Why go into it? Well, this is how it happened. We we took the magic snow from the from the special pine tree and we rubbed it on his on his wounds and he got healed. No, no, it doesn't need to be. It just he's Santa. That's it. End of story. We're good. I'm I'm good with it. I think if they would have went with the 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 magic snow from the from the Christmas tree that they had to get on the on the full moon on the on the twenty seventh of December or whatever I don't know if it would have been it would have been too much I mean I just just you you just accept Santa's magic Santa lives forever end of story yeah exactly I I I really like that like it's just it's it's very much we don't need this explained. We've we've heard it so many times over and over in our lives that we know basically almost everything about Santa. So we don't need a lot of this explained. And you know, I like that that they they you know, they they kind of did it in a way where they recognize that most people are going to know this. So do we need to explain it? No. We 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 know, and we're we're okay with, you know, none of this being explained in the film. Very well, but we all know that all Santas aren't immortal because otherwise we wouldn't have Scott Kelvin as Santa Claus if Santa was immortal. Yeah, well, that's a different universe. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not saying it's a bad one. I I enjoyed those three movies when I saw them. 
but you know yeah. I guess the last question I have is so when we get to the end of the film and uh Santa comes in and gives Billy the business yeah. says he's coming after him if you <laughs> I'm gonna be proactive and it starts with you <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so if the Nums brothers were to give us another film uh would you rather see an origin story with how Chris became who he was because I think he talked as a was it in the bar or with one of the agents how he talks about how he came to be or would you rather see a sequel to him like being more proactive with these naughty kids um this is one of those movies where I'd like to see Mel continue the story but I don't want a prequel because we I, I just don't want a prequel um we've discovered we've we've talked about santa's backstory forever i mean since the invention of santa we've talked about his backstory and there's just no way they're going to be able to do any justice with a sequel um even though like i said i want to see mel continue but i i if out of the two i'd rather do a sequel um but i like I said, as much as I'd like to see Mel continue it, I don't. I there's just no way they 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 can. They, can, uh, they might they might be able to come up with a story that would compare to this, but I no, I I don't think they could. Um. So yeah, but if, out of the two, I guess I'd rather them do a, a sequel. Uh, Melissa. Yeah, I'd I'd rather see. Um. I'd rather see a sequel than a, than a prequel because I mean we kind of you know we we I don't think we really need need that um but I don't feel like we need a sequel either uh because it's just such a good story from beginning middle and end and to do another story I don't know you'd maybe almost be retelling what you already told but maybe on a different scale but. I don't know, but then like if you, you know, him being more proactive with the naughty kids, it's like, well, you're, aren't, you know, aren't you kind of making him a bit like Krampus, you know? Like, <laughs> well, that, that's that's my thought too. I don't want to see him turn into, you know, the Krampus, like you like you said. I, I, I don't need to see him being more proactive, you know. And I I we, we got what he was saying, and um, yeah, I I I yeah. So yeah, I uh, I mean, it, I guess a sequel, but I, I'm I'm good with the, the one film. <laughs> what about you, Jared? Uh, like you guys, this film stands by itself perfectly. Like, but if I had to pick one, I, I would probably rather see him do a sequel where he's getting more proactive with the Nadia kids, but try to. But I'm trying to figure out. I've been racking my brain since I saw the film last, like how it would work. Cause you don't want to, you don't want him to fall back and losing his faith in Christmas again, much like how this film starts off. But, but then you got to take something like him being more proactive and then make it carry its weight for an hour, hour and a half. But if anything, I would probably like to see a sequel more than anything of the two, but I'd be perfectly fine if we didn't get any more from this why ruin it with more right but sometimes movie sometimes movies are just 
one and done. Sometimes they're they're perfectly fine with being one movie. I get that they want franchises, but one and done is fine. Exactly. I was just gonna say the very same thing, guy. Like, yeah, you you, you not every movie needs a prequel or a sequel or a franchise. It can be a one and done, and that's what this film certainly is, and it's good as it is, because honestly, you know, you try and make either one of those a prequel or sequel to this, it's not going to hold up like the first one. I mean, with many movies, you know, not many sequels hold up to the first one. I mean, there are, but it's not often, and I don't think from this film it wouldn't... It wouldn't hold up as well. It may, it may be enjoyable, but not as much as the first. Right, 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 exactly. Yeah, uh, I think we've said, also we've said this numerous times on the show before, like Nightmare Before Christmas is like one film. It's my favorite film of all time. I do not need to see any more of that world mm-hmm. after the first film. Yeah, yeah they've, they've said the story. They've told the story. Done. Exactly. It's it's another one of those one one and done. It doesn't need any more. I believe that's all the questions I had. Does anybody else have any? No, I'm good. No, yeah, I'm good too. Um, yeah. All right, how about we roll right into some closing thoughts? So, cl- guy, closing thoughts on Fat Man. Um, I love this movie. People, um, it's on Peacock. You can watch it on Peacock. Um, I think on I think on all levels. I think you can watch it with commercials. So you can get the free Peacock and watch it with commercials. Um, um yeah. yeah, watch it. It's 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 a fun fun movie. It's a it's a heartfelt movie. It's a good action movie. It's it's just a really good across the board well told movie. And it's perfect for the Christmas season for those people like me who don't necessarily always watch traditional I I love the season Christmas movies and I think this is a, I, even though this still has the same arc uh, Santa or somebody doesn't have the Christmas spirit by the end of the movie he has a Christmas spirit it's just done in a much more uh, guy way. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Melissa, your closing thoughts. Um, yeah, I I love this movie, and um, I was gonna say that as well as uh, Peacock, you can also watch it on Amazon Prime. Because oh, okay. um, that's how that's how I saw it. Actually, the first time and second time too. Um, I would love to own this film at some point, definitely. But yeah, I was able to watch it on there. So definitely, if Amazon or Peacock, you can certainly watch it on there. Um, but yeah, I. I love this movie. I think it's just absolutely great. It's got, you know, Christmas elements, which I love because, you know, I, I enjoy, I really enjoy Christmas films. You know, I have mine that I watch every year and um, I just, you know, a lot of them are your traditional Christmas films, but I do love that, you know, I can add to the, this film to the mix and it's a little bit different than the usual ones. So it's, it's kind of a nice sort of, you know, breaking between the, the traditional films. And um, so, yeah, and, and like I said, like I, you know, I sort of said earlier too that, you know, second time seeing it now and I, I've, I love it even more. It's just such a well-told 
story that's not over the top. It's not hokey. It's done in a very raw and real and honest way. And, you know, the performances from everybody is amazing. Um, they definitely understood what the assignment was and they definitely, you know, brought it and, and did it very well. And, um, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's like, I was sort of starting to say, like, I, you know, it's got my favorite things. Like it's an action film, which I really, really love. I love action films and I love Christmas. So it's got two things right there. And then I'm also, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of Mel Gibson and, and what he does. So all three of those things, it's like, well, it's my kind of movie. <laughs> so yeah, um, it's it's a really really awesome film and um, yeah, I I love it and I highly recommend it to anybody who who you know likes a Christmas film but also enjoys the non-traditional films. So um, or non-traditional Christmas films. So, yeah. What about you, Jared? What are your final thoughts on the film? Uh, what else can I say that really hasn't been said by any of the three of us tonight? It is a great film. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, I am not a huge action film guy, but I do love this one. It has to be thrown in the mix. For those people who love to watch those non-traditional films, like your Die Hard, your Lethal Weapons, your Batman Returns every Christmas, this is a film that definitely deserves a spot in your rotation. Uh, plain and simple like i i even recommend to my friends who aren't huge action film guys like me like i just find the i overlook that part i just look at the humor in it the performances in it and just enjoy it through and through beginning to end i almost wanted to rewatch it again last night after i got done watching it for this episode i even went and watched some of the deleted extended scenes too uh for this film I, that's, I just wanted to get as much as I could into this. I might watch the commentaries one of these days on, because uh, there's a commentary by Mel Gibson, and then there's a commentary. I think there's a commentary of the directors too, on my Blu-ray. Oh, wow. So I need, I'm definitely gonna check that. I definitely wanna watch the commentary with Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has good commentaries. That's definitely one I want to check out. But uh. I I recommend it to Melissa. I recommend it to my friend Mikey, who I'm going to let him borrow my copy of it here pretty soon so he can watch it. It's it's one of those few films, much like Willy's Wonderland, where I have recommended it to everybody. Like, you got to check this out. This movie is so fun. And it may not be like a, your typical A-list blockbuster film, but it's so damn fun. And it's it's definitely earned it. If I I'm much a guy, I don't really do much of a cheerathon anymore either. But uh, it's something that's going to earn a spot in my rotation every December, definitely. Well, there you have it. That is 2020's Fat Man starring Mel Gibson. So if we haven't spoiled enough for you, I'd say definitely go out and see it. Go out and see it anyways. So it's right it's right there on Peacock. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Definitely easy to find and watch, so um, highly, highly recommend it. So, uh, Guy, thank you again so much for coming on. We always love having you on here. No, it's always fun being on. Always fun being on with you guys. It's a good time. It's a good, good time. It had been a a minute since we last talked to you, so I was really looking forward to chatting with you again. 
yeah, yeah. Even though, even though I, I, I made fun of your Canadian accent. What fucking accent? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna pour a Tim Hortons over your head. <laughs> she, she talks like Terrence and Philip all the time. <laughs> Does the whole bottom of your face move separate from the top of your face? <laughs> this is the fucking second time I've got that. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 there's, there's, Melissa, a, there's a Laura Dern joke in there, but I won't, I won't, I won't comment on it. I was just about to say we went the whole episode without a Laura Dern reference. I mean, I mean honestly, honestly, if you're, if you're the top of your head moves completely different from the bottom of your head. You wouldn't have the same problems as Laura Dern. <laughs> really had to spit that one out, didn't you? Well, you know. <laughs> At this point, Melissa is channeling her inner Terrence and say, I'm not your buddy guy. <laughs> I'm not your guy, buddy. <laughs> not your guy, friend. <laughs> it's always fun when a guy comes around. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I bring out the worst in people, and I love it. <laughs> I'm the only real fan to date to survive a, a in-person <laughs> eat a greet with guys, so... <laughs> What's the guy? Uh, where can our listeners keep up with you if they choose to? Um, Dark Tower Radio. Me and Jeremy have been getting back behind the mic again, finally. Um, um, Please Rewind. Those have been a little hit and miss lately. There's been a lot of scheduling and stuff. We were supposed to record this last, um, this last week, this last Thursday, but I had gotten my booster shot on Wednesday morning, and I felt like fucking hell and had to cancel until friday i was i was rough shape um oh. and then uh me and jeremy got a new podcast coming up that we're gonna do soon i don't know if i'm allowed to say the name of it yet or not but it uh just we got we got uh we got a new thing coming out me and me and jeremy do that we're gonna that's uh um hopefully this week or next week we'll be recording on that one and we'll uh We'll let, definitely let everybody know about that one because that that one that I'm really looking forward to that one. That one seems like a lot of fun. Add to the downloads oh, list. Yeah, and then uh, you can catch me on Instagram and um, Twitter at the same thing. It's Mad underscore Melks. Definitely check out those shows. I just did an episode of uh, Dark Tower Radio with you and Jeremy not that long ago. Yes, you did. Yes, you did, which I haven't listened to yet. I'm so far behind in my podcast, I haven't been listening to any of because I've been working from home, and I usually listen to my podcast on the bus ride. Um, well, since I'm not on the bus, I haven't been listening to them. You know, when cutting grass and um, pretty soon shoveling snow, I tend to listen to music because I like to uh well because podcast sometimes is not loud enough when you're cutting the grass <laughs> um mm-hmm. and plus I, I i like listening to music when i'm doing some kind of a work and stuff because i if i'm listening to a podcast i'll get wrapped up in the podcast and maybe stop doing what i'm doing so 
Well, it sounds like we got some good content to look forward to, Melissa, because with Guy and Jeremy starting a new show, then we got Michael and Scotty starting a new show soon, too. So Super exciting. I'm definitely looking forward to that. So yeah. It's I not even wait. a thing yet, and consider me a follower of it. The one show we got coming up, you got, I think you guys will like. So. Cool. I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Because my download, my podcast feed has only become friend shows, except for wow. except for Tell Him Steve Dave. That's the only mainstream show I listen to anymore, and I take frequent breaks from that when uh, some of those hosts get on my nerves. Oh, the only mainstream one I listen to is Mick Garris. Oh, wait, no, I do listen to um, the movies that made us, the Joe Dante one. I do listen. To, I really I really like that one. I think, But again, I'm so far behind on all of them. All of them. I'm like, I'm like uh, three months behind on everything. At least three months behind on everything. I, I've gotten to that point too. I'm getting way behind everything. That's probably why I gave up a lot of the main. I gave up on shows that weren't hosted by my friends. Oh yeah, yeah. That I just love to. I love to support every one of you guys on and everything you guys do. So, have you guys recorded? Please rewind yet, because I, I I meant to write in for the John Landis question, but I didn't get around to it. Uh, nope. Um, I I we did not. We're we're doing um. Fuck, what are we doing? Now I can't remember. Oh, uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, and yeah. we were that was what we were supposed to record. Um, I'm assuming me and Tim are hitting this week, this week, but it might be next week. We'll see. I'll uh, I'll find out from Tim. Um, uh, within the next, I'll, I'll find out by from Tim by tomorrow because we usually record on Wednesdays. So. Oh, cool! I can get my email and then for the. She'll get like three emailers, me, Melissa, then some other guy. Yeah, yeah, we don't get a lot of emailers. Um, I I wish we got more, but I and then there's been a couple of times that I know Tim's thought about not doing a question. I'm like, no, no, let's just do the question. Seriously, if we don't get any emails, fine, whatever. But hopefully we do. Well, favorite John Landis film's a hard one. But... That is that is a little bit of a rough one, yes. I'll definitely get that email in. I'll do it tonight. Well, we have to, Jared, because I emailed in. <laughs> nice. See, there we go. <laughs> it's so funny. Whenever I'll be I'll, like a question that like I can answer, because sometimes there's been a few that I'm like, uh, I can't answer that one. But one that I can answer, thousand percent of the time, Jared emails in too. So <laughs> it's so funny to me. <laughs> So. Well, just for that, I'm not going to. I'll just tell cool. a guy what my favorite John Landis film is. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, and then sometime in the next five months, he'll tell me because it's going to be too hard to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would tell you now, if I wasn't going to email tonight, I would tell you right away. But yep. I don't want to spoil cool. it. I, I, nope, don't spoil it. Save it for me for tomorrow, <laughs> or well, whenever we record. So hopefully this week. Uh, Melissa, where can our listeners keep up with you? Uh, they can keep up with me on Instagram um, at Miss Melissa N25. On there, you can find just nature pictures, the elusive as Bigfoot selfie, uh, other kind of randomness. And then I also have an art page called Scribbles of a Wannabe Drawer. And on there, I post all the quirky art that I do. 
And where can they find you, Jared? Uh, you can keep up with me on Instagram and Twitter at QCA underscore Mista, M-I-S-T-A underscore J. It's all you're going to find all the pictures of my beard and of my cats. Uh, I am too self-conscious about my artwork to post it online, so I don't put it online very often. You but, should. I'm going to I'm going to keep poking you Be like post more. But if the ladies want to get a good look at my beard before I color it great, before I do my uh, Mel Gibson cosplaying, that's where you can find it. Uh, as a podcast as a whole, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Nerd United Nations Podcast. And be sure to send us an email at Nerd United Nations Podcast at gmail.com. Um, if you want to keep listening to us as a podcast, you can find us on our home at Podbean, on iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And uh, be sure to give us a follow and a rating and a review as it allows us to be a little bit more noticed within the podcast community. Yes, and stay tuned to your pod your pod feeds because we got one more Christmas episode coming to you this year where we take a look at some Grant Morrison comic books that Melissa's never read. So this should be a goodie. I think we're going to take the Christmas season out on a bang with this one. <laughs> I'm excited to see Melissa's reaction to some Grant Morrison Christmas comics. <laughs> I'm I'm I don't think I'll be mentally prepared enough because I just I know how trippy and weird he can get. So it's sort of like okay, but I'm super I'm excited to read it though. I think it's going to be a, a good read. So yeah. Okay. Well, Guy, thank you again for coming on. We'll definitely have you back again. Anytime, guys. You know that. Anytime. Just let me know, and uh, we'll work the schedule. For show, for show. For Melissa, I'm Jared. This has been another Christmas episode of the Nerd Eye Nations podcast. We'll see you next time. And uh, remember, it's Christmas time. People are starting to be ne- – oh, that's not true. People should be better to each other than what they are. But the best way we can do that is to be excellent to each other. And nerd on, dudes. And remember, the fat man has his eye on you. The thoughts and opinions expressed by your ambassadors and their guests are theirs and theirs alone. And do not represent the companies they happen to work for. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, guys.